Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. It's that time of the year again where neighborhoods, subdivisions, whatever you want to call it, feel like they are never satisfied with where Halloween falls on the calendar. Yes, Halloween is always October 31st, and most neighborhoods have trick-or-treating scheduled between 6 and 8. Yes, scheduled from 6 to 8 on the 31st, which seems to have worked for my area for the last 20 years or so. But every year there is always someone who wants to move Halloween to another day if it doesn't fall on a good time for them or if it's going to rain if there's something there's always that neighborhood group page oh can we move halloween because we've got to move it because you know the kids aren't going to get a chance they're going to get wet or you know whatever now we all love our halloween parties which you can have on any day right halloween parties could be the day before could be a couple of days um but trick-or-treating really should only be on the day that it's supposed to be and that is october 31st um now i know i am all for moving certain things like the super bowl to saturday which is obvious reasons and we even did an episode on that on february the 6th but halloween is halloween and we can't make everything perfect for the kids. We can try, but it is never going to be perfect. Heck, when I was a kid, when Moses parted the Red Sea back then, trick-or-treating was all day. So, you know, it wasn't limited. You'd go out at 3.30 in the afternoon. It would be till like 9 o'clock. Now it's limited. So let's just leave it where it is. Stop posting on your neighborhood page and try to change it because, you know, you want it on a better day. It's just not going to happen. Hand out your candy. Be happy in this pandemic that we can still do it, leave your front porch light on. And as long as you're willing to accept the trick or treat is when the curfew hits or until you at least run out of candy, we can't move every holiday to like the Monday so that everybody can have it the weekend to kind of play around and have a long weekend. Just worry about giving out good candy and be thankful that we're still doing this. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is making her second appearance. She last appeared on February 6th, as the Super Saturday episode, she is the very talented Emmy-nominated TV host, currently of A&E Sell This House, and also now a new show, Smart Home Nation on FYI. She's a DIY expert and keynote speaker. Let's welcome Tanya Memmi to Lens Burning Bush. And Tanya, thank you so much for joining. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for having me. I love your intro and what you were ranting about because I couldn't agree with you more. It's just, it's, <laughs> I, I'm sitting there going, yes, I totally agree with you. Do you, are you, I mean, are you part of a neighborhood group page? Because I, I can't stand 100%. it. A hundred percent. Yes. It's very interesting. I find it like a, like a sociological study. Yes. But everybody, they, what, what I find interesting is they, they ask things on this page and couldn't you have just Googled it? Like, Perfect example. Oh, yeah, for sure. In my page, they asked, oh, when's trick-or-treating this year? Now, where we live in the county, the county (laughs) sets that up, and it's never changed. It's been six to eight every Halloween. It never changes. And we, you know, I looked it up, and sure enough, the county has a website. I looked it up, and I posted. Instead of being a jerk, normally I would kind of probably put something like you should have looked it up or no, I, I, I don't, I don't want to make her feel bad, but I, I went ahead and said, Hey, it's 
you know, here's the web page. It says it's six to eight uh, on Halloween. I didn't say it's been like that for. I didn't even know years. it was six to eight. Like I didn't know that there were actual t- a time limit. Like it starts here and starts there. <laughs> well, but I remember, like you, the days you start at three and you go to like yeah. eight or nine, then it's done. And if anybody wants to move it to a weekend because it's too late or whatever, then their kids are too old. Like it, the little kids have to be in bed by a certain time anyway. Like my daughter's yeah. ten, so I don't want her out at like. 10 o'clock at night no it, you know uh, what i mean like they, it's okay the, just have them early the only thing i wanted changed i wanted it and they, they finally did a good job with this is we used to change we used to do the time change the week be- weekend before halloween and now we've moved it to the weekend after which i don't even know why we'd still change the clocks anyway just leave it one way or another oh you're another. talking about the actual time yeah. change yes yeah. yeah. so so okay. so anyway then, sorry about that what, what happens is, is they used to have where they turn the clocks, uh, they, they fall back and they, right. Would, right. And it would always be dark at like four thirty five o'clock. You're right. <laughs> so I don't understand the logic behind that. So they finally fixed that. And then you got people still bitching and moaning about whether or not it's six to eight or, or let's do it because Halloween doesn't fall when I like it, you know, because the, the 31st is Sunday. I don't want to do it on a, on a weeknight or. No, it has to be on the 31st. Can you imagine all the disorganization and misinformation and the kids yeah. like you, there's no other way. No, there's too many people that are doing it and it has to be on the 31st. It can't, it, it can't be any other way. And no. if there's a, if it's on a school night, it's on a school night. Have your kids finish up by eight. Right. Six to eight is not a big deal. I mean, these kids it's go to bed. Not. I mean, name one kid that doesn't go that goes to bed at eight o'clock. Let's be honest. Come on. I my daughter doesn't. She's 10. But, you know, yeah. and I even you don't even have to start. I mean, honestly, kid, I'm ready by five. Yeah. Four thirty. There's kids that show up during the day that are asking for candy sometimes. I mean, it's cute. What what I is your, speaking of candy? What is your favorite Halloween candy? Because there's there's a lot of good stuff. Do you like chocolate? Uh, are you a chocolate? I, I love chocolate. Oh, love chocolate. Yeah. I don't know. I have so many. I'm a chop chocolate and popcorn freak, but popcorn. I'm very picky about that. Halloween popcorn's not it. But um, no, I think uh, Reese's peanut butter cups are. I oh, think that is my favorite. favorite. That is I actually my favorite. <laughs> I, I I didn't even plan this. That is my favorite. I am a peanut butter and chocolate fan. I just love. The way peanut butter. Do you ever have the nutter butter, uh, the nutty buddies, or the little Debbie has the nutty buddies or something? Yes. Yes. You put those in the freezer, by the way. That is fantastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then you take it out, and it's like, oh my god, it's it's fantastic. But Reese's peanut butter cups are my favorite. Well, you don't have my actual favorite here in the U.S. though. They're Smarties. Do you know Smarties? Yes. I'm I'm from Canada. They're no, they're they're chocolate. Little Smarties. Okay. No, that, that like, I did not know that then because right. I was thinking of the Smarties. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I, yeah. So Smarties chocolate. Okay. Can Smarties, we get that? It's candy coated chocolate. Okay. Can we- you can get them here in specialty stores, but they're, they're from Cadbury Ooh. and they're so good. Oh my God. They're, they're, they're the best. So that's my ultimate, ultimate favorite. But here in the U.S. it's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Well, Cadbury is another, I mean, amazing yeah. thing. The Cadbury, like, remember the Cadbury <laughs> eggs? Yeah. Oh, oh, those are so you can't even keep me away from those. <laughs> I love no, that. It's not the ones with the gooey stuff. Yeah. I love that. But the the ones with the shell on the the little ones. Yes. I mean, yeah. Cadbury chocolate is like you can't get better than Cadbury chocolate, yeah. even though it's like one of the lesser, you know, pricey ones. It's the best, more inexpensive chocolate out there. Let's just be real. Agreed. Now, who do you hand you obviously you got to take your daughter around still, I would imagine. So you don't oh, hand yeah. out candy, right? You're not handing out candy? 
Or do you have somebody? I don't know what we're going to do. We're in a new neighborhood this year. It's a new house. I don't know. I don't know. I, I decorated the whole front of our house to let kids know that we're here. But yeah, I'm taking my daughter out. Maybe we'll have somebody here giving it out. But I don't know what it's going to be. I don't think we're going to get a lot. Our, we live on a hill. So I don't think I'm going to get too, too many trick-or-treaters. Poor kids huffing and puffing up and down the hill to see Tanya. Where, where's my candy? Fine. You're going to have to get... I don't think we're in a prime trick-or-treating location. No. But. <laughs> well, we, we are on flat ground uh, where we are, and we have a, a bunch of people. And what we used to do is I used to bring my kids out, and they're older now, so they don't, I don't have to do this anymore. But I would actually... The, the, what I tried to do is give beer out to the to the people like i would bring i'd bring a cooler a small cooler and i'd wheel it around and if my daughter got tired on my son they would they would go on the cooler because you can wheel them around you know after they oh, got see, tired walking perfect. around yeah. I didn't even think so of that. you bring the uh, the alcohol the the beer and you you i hand out beer because the, the parents always look disheveled you know just trying you know I, it's funny because i do that now i'll actually sit on the porch now and i see the disheveled parents just oh my god they're bringing the kids around they're carrying they got they're wheeling one they're carrying one in their arm so <laughs> and they're all done up for halloween and, oh, and you know and, they hated every minute of it and i just said hey would you like would you like a beer and they go oh yes please <laughs> so instead of candy for the adults i give out the beer so that's uh, <laughs> I never thought of that, to do that. Okay, that that's that's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, because you know it's, <laughs> it, it's you see people and, and it's funny when you have before you have children, before you know before what you thought was disgusting before is not disgusting, right? So you you just don't even realize like people say they always say, well, when if I have kids, I'm not gonna you know now you just wipe somebody's nose. It's never a big deal. Like you you have kids and everything becomes. Um, but you see these parents and they just like, you know, women uh, who had all dolled up. And then then after they're with their kids, they just their hair's a mess. And you feel so bad for them because they're so just bad. Chasing. That's like me in the morning yeah. getting my kid to school on time. It's the nope. same thing. <laughs> it, 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 it's exhausting. I, I totally get it. You know, if they would have told everybody how exhausting parenting is, you know, it's uh, they never tell you the real story. Right. The real story of parenting. It's it's wonderful. No. It's wonderful about 85% of the time. And the other 15% is when That's you want brutal. to take your eye out with a pickaxe. <laughs> you want to take your eye out of your eye exactly. and squish it. Yes. I know. <laughs> well, that... That's, but it, it's the truth. And I don't mean to be mean, but I just want to give people who haven't had children, they, they think it's everything is just so beautiful. And, and I talk about disgusting. I mean, you know, diapers and, and just, I, I don't even want to go through that. I know, I know eventually I'll be a grandparent, but I have to probably do it again. But I mean, come on, did you want, do you want to start changing diapers again? I mean, no, I'm too old for, I mean, honestly, I'm in the second half of my life now. Yeah. So it's like, I, you know, I when you turn 30, it's just I, terrible. You know? I'm not 30. I wish I was 30. I'd oh, me to too. 30 again. I always like to say when I was, you know, a lot, if I had known I was going to live this long, I would have taken a lot better care of myself. But anyway, I uh, do wish I had more than one kid though. Like I have Avon. She's just, I do wish I had one more than one. I always wanted three, but my life just didn't go that way. I was too much of a career person. I had her at 40. And so, you know, it's, it's hard having them older too. It's tough. Yeah. I, I was, know. I was I a little younger. <laughs> I was a little younger than you, but definitely older. It's kind of funny. Um, when, um, my son was born, I was 32. So certainly not, you know, young, not That's old. Perfect age. Yeah. And what, what I found was kind of interesting though, when I coached baseball, I was on the older side of all the parents at 32. At, well, at, well, no, they were, 
I was 37 by the time they were fought. My son was five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Playing baseball. But it was, um, you know, as they as they got older, yeah, there were a lot of people that were, you know, young 20s uh, and just having kids. And I we just didn't do that. I, you know, it's kind of 30, you know, 32 or 40. It's just but you you find yourself now you're, you're just more tired. Like, you know, you know, oh. yeah. Yeah. So Unbel like just unbelievable. I don't know. I don't know if it's an L.A. thing, but a lot of the parents here are older. So I don't really see that discrepancy so much here. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's, it is. Anyway. Well, you've got a new show, uh, Smart Home Nation. I do. I, do. I loved it because one of the did things. Did you see it? Yes, did you watch I, it? I, I did watch. Yeah. I, I got to watch uh, one episode in particular. And now I, have, I recorded a bunch more and I didn't get a chance to watch all of them. But That's okay. I haven't I, seen them all either. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, the one episode I watched and it was it was fantastic was the two doctors that, that owned the home um, that was – 40 million there was one home that was 40 million dollars yeah and i couldn't 42. get past that it was, it was 43 million. million it was but what the key for me was 170 something thousand dollars a month and i just i had to stop i actually looked at see what it would cost on a mortgage like i actually looked it up and it was about a even at like two or three percent it was like a hundred and ninety thousand dollars a month and i just I'm out. I'm sorry, Tanya. I'm out. But it was no. I was out a long time yeah. ago. I just, you know, I just came up with the show idea. I didn't. No, <laughs> that's I, as far as I'm getting it towards. Well, I figured as <laughs> I figured as much, but I just enjoyed it thoroughly because I love all those gadgets and it's a great it, show. Oh. Like it really is, and you. It's it's the you know out of all the home design shows out there and you know there's a lot like because there's like I don't so watch many any that don't have you in it so it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I try to make it fun, but you know this really is the first and only home design show that has home tech in it. Like that's what it's about. Yeah. Let's focus on. And it's not like when people hear of home tech, it's interesting because I got feedback from the network and they're like, well, we definitely have a younger demographic watching the show and FYI's like more of an older demographic and they're trying to get a younger demographic, but it means less people watching it. And the unfortunate thing is I think when people hear home tech, they get completely freaked out by it. People that are a little, the older demographic, but it's not like there's so many cool things that, okay, yeah, $43 million house, but you could, there's so many things you can bring into your own home that are so much less expensive than you think it is, or you can get another version of it, or it doesn't have to be like built into the walls. It can be, you know, there's, you can retrofit your house in certain ways. Well, um, I would love it. Unbelievable. What I've learned is out there and what you can actually bring into the average house as well. It's, it's I love, I love the show. I just, it's so awesome. And thanks for watching it. It's, oh. a, it's a fast moving show. It's, you know, you have like home design, you've got home tech, you've got some DIYs, you know, showing you how to do it in your own house, lot in your own house, lots and lots of, of information. It's great. Well, I, I yeah, I love it because I mean, most people are, 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 are somewhat tech savvy because we're always on our damn phones. But even still, everything is in your house now. I mean, your refrigerator, you, you can have a refrigerator now that is connected to Wi-Fi um, yeah. and, and does it, which I would see. This is what I would like. So we need to design this. These are the things I think about. We need to have where when it gets low on milk, it just orders it. But it actually doesn't only order the milk. But it gets it and then puts it in the refrigerator for you. See, nobody does that. You know, nobody does no, that. It's like when you get your groceries. Do you want to? The worst part of any grocery trip is to actually put the stuff in the cart, put it in your car, and then put it away at home, right? So if you get it delivered, you still got to put it away. 
So I want you somebody to put, put it, it away. I want somebody Unless putting you have it somebody away. putting it away for you, which is the case in a forty-three million dollars. Well, I would think so, but but anyway, I just there's, I mean, everybody's got the the nests, and you've got your like I've got a thermostat now where it's got Alexa built in, and we do our shopping list. We yell into the thermostat and say, "Hey, can you uh, put this put like uh, something on your shopping list?" Because we, yeah, I mean, there's there's so much easy tech out there, just like what you're saying, um, that people don't realize even exists. Yeah. And that's the fun thing. And what is the difference between Google and Alexa? And which one is better for your household? And which one has more features that you like? And But your idea with the refrigerator where if something's low, like if your milk is low and that it orders it, that we are three seconds away from that happening. I, 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 I'm I, not saying picking the stuff up from the front door, but your refrigerator very soon, because it has all the other steps, it's already connected to Wi-Fi. There's, there's a show that we did where it actually you can see through like there's a glass you can see through into the fridge but in a like a it's a weird like a touch screen thing yeah. it's this this amazing thing it's like 3D it's and it it i mean it's it's just moments away from being able to know what's low and reorder it for you like it's just they probably already it's probably already in existence oh agreed i i think i think that it is the one concern i would have is there's just we have too many i don't know about your your house which i'm sure you you're like me we've got uh 27 devices in our house that are connected to Wi-Fi. And oh, at least. Yeah. At least 20, right? You got phones. We got, you know, we got kids and they got laptops and we, you know, we, we do this. And, you know, you got to have, you know, 300 meg internet. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're not, uh, if you don't have high speed internet, and I don't want to talk about 30 meg, it's got to be 300. I know. Well, we did a whole, you know, Verizon was the most is the most incredible company. Honestly, they they sponsored our show this year and we we were just so thankful. And they introduced us to the reason why we had them on the show is because they have their 5G network coming out. And uh, it's pretty cool stuff, I got to say, you know, it's not in the home. It's everywhere you go with your phone. It like follows you. It's like it's really cool. So. I don't know about you, but did you get like, I didn't get the 13. I, I, I upgraded finally from the eight to the 12. And I'm I have, getting the 13. Okay, I don't have good. it. Yet. And I've got the 5G uh, now on, I don't have Verizon. I have T-Mobile, but I, I find it. It's so much faster already. Like it's just so much better. It's so much faster. Yeah. T-Mobile is great too. So, yeah. uh, but they're bringing it into the home. Verizon is bringing yeah. it into the home now, which I don't think oh. T-Mobile is doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, New technology. It's good just to know what's out there and have your, you know, your different options. But so how? Yeah, can, I love the show. Yeah, how can we consume this show? I know it's on FYI. I can't even. Yeah, sorry. FYI, I have the so, key, net, the channel on Dish, so I watch it. Yeah. So, oh, you have it on Dish. Okay. It's Dish so Network. That's yeah. One way. So mm-hmm. Dish Network has FYI. Mm-hmm. You're saying so yep. many. Okay. So also, I watch it on Pluto. That, oh. well, not on, but there's Pluto and there's Hulu. So Pluto and Hulu are also um, places in which you can get FYI. Okay. But with Hulu, you have to upgrade it. Like, you know, there's like the upgraded package. But there's different, but it, but so FYI have the exclusive release of the show. And so that's happened now. And so the next time it airs, we're, we're having another huge release on Crackle. So if you can, if you research Crackle, Crackle's going to have, a, have I think, a, a worldwide release. So this is going to be much, you know, it's going to be really cool to see what happens with the show. But you're going to be able to see it in Canada and other, other countries and things like that. Now, where I have to do my own research and find out exactly where Crackle, like what other platforms you can get Crackle on. 
but as far as I know, it's pretty, it's, it's a, there's many places in which you're going to be able to see it, but we haven't, it hasn't come out yet on Crackle, but it's coming out in a couple months. Well, Crackle, it's interesting you brought up Crackle. It, okay. it was where Jerry Seinfeld, I think, started with comedians yeah. and cars getting coffee, yeah. which I don't know if you've seen that show. It's, I have, it's awesome. It's kind of, Crackle's pretty big. It's yeah, great. Yeah. I've got it on Roku. So I, I buy Roku enabled televisions. Um, because it, it's such an easy platform and to get my family to change, um, to another it's platform, so uh, it, it's, it's a nightmare. So <laughs> I like to, I don't want to be the it guy in the house. I want to make it as simple as we can. So I try to, so when I got the Roku built in, I have every TV is kind of the same, right? They, you just go, you got the yeah. same remote and you walk around and you can watch whatever you want. And we've got, uh, I pay for dish network, but we also have, Hulu and Netflix and all yeah, these so other things. Yeah. yeah, and you're still paying less than what regular, you know, cable is well, back in the day. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, it's kind of nice. And 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 then you get the you gotta go to the company, uh, your cable company to get the deal for the internet, like you have to cancel and then get the whole thing after two years and then come back. It's You it, gotta be on top of it. That's it, the thing to get you. It really is. But your other show uh, has always been my favorite, Sell This House. Uh, I love the way you, you know, reorganize, you redesign and get these houses that have been sitting on the market. Now the market has been so good. Have you noticed a downtick like in terms of people still with their ugly houses or the houses that are dirty, they're not going to sell regardless, right? So it's very, it's very interesting. People ask me that question all the time. Um, you know, our show, as you know, is all about staging and presenting your house in the best way possible to get the most money. So whether it's in a horrible market or a great market, it still works either way. Staging is a formula and it it for sure works. So even if it's a hot market, you can still get more money for whatever the price of your house is. Like it is such a huge, remarkable difference. And there is no shortage of houses that need to be staged and cleaned up and redesigned and reorganized in this country and in many, you know, in the world. Well, I'm waiting for you to yeah, come to my no house. Shortage. <laughs> come. Now we're not leaving. I'm, I, I think I'm staying here, but we still need to reorganize and redesign. Yeah, so do I look <laughs> me too. Trust okay. me. If I was selling my house, I would have to have the whole crew come in here and redo it. So I'm, I'm in there with everybody, yeah. but like there are just, you know, everybody has their way of living and they never see their own way of living. They just think it's normal. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's unbelievable what people don't see. And then when we come in as a crew, we see it like right off the bat. Cause I'm just so attuned to it. Like I can walk into a house and say, you got to do this, that, this, that, like I've, you know, I've become a staging expert now and I can give a lot of advice very quickly. And it's, 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 it's just very interesting. We've, the show, I mean, we've, we, I think we have like at 80% or 85%, we've sold the houses for more money, um, which is fantastic. And the only reason why truly, and I mean this sincerely, like the show is not fake. And uh, the only reason why the other houses didn't sell is because they pulled it off the market or when we thought that they were going to be selling their house, they knew they weren't. And we redid it anyways, and they really weren't selling their house. And so that's always tough. So we're getting you know, really strict with who we have on the show or not, because it, it if we don't sell the, sh the house at the end of the day, it doesn't look that good on the show, right? So we've run into that problem where they're not really selling their house. So they pull it off the market or they don't put it on. I mean, it's a whole thing. So, but when we come in and we stage it and reorganize it, especially in a hot market, the house will sell. Yeah. And, and I, I love the way it's done. I mean, it, it, it really, you know, in, in this past season you had, you were in Atlanta 
Um, yeah. And then uh, before that, where were you? I can't remember now. We were oh, in Chicago, Chicago before that. We've had right. two seasons. Yeah. You know, the show's different. We used to travel. We were in a different city every two weeks. Like we would, yeah. and we did 48 episodes a year. Now we're down to 20 episodes a year and we stay in one city because of COVID and because of regulations and just financially, this, our entertainment business just doesn't have the money like it used to, you know, that's just different now. Right. So everybody's, we're trying to get like, everybody's wearing 25 hats and, you know, making less money. <laughs> well, yes. Yes, that is the case. And everybody wants to Let's do things. Let's do Ellen Pompeo on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get less, less money. So it's, well, anyway, so so sell this house. You've got two two seasons that are back. Now you had um, about close to 10 seasons before, right, of the show? Yeah. Yeah. Which, we had 10 seasons. We started in 2001. We were on the air for 10 years. and uh, And then we went off the air for seven years. We were off the air. And I just, out of the blue, got the most amazing phone call of my life and uh, from the one of the heads of the network and said, we want to bring the show back and we can't do it without you. And, you know, and I had been out of work for five years, too, during that time. So because I had quit a show that I was on prior to that because there was just certain things I didn't. I can't work for a company that I don't feel like I'm truly myself or if there's an environment created that I can't you know, that I don't agree with or whatever. I don't care how much money or what network it is. And so, you know, I ended up walking off set and I was out of work for five years. And then five years later, I get this call from A&E saying, we want you back on the network. And it was not on A&E. The show I quit was not on right. A&E um, at all or FYI. So it was, but, you know, I have to say, I'm just so proud of, you know, we're working for that company because I know many of the executives personally, and it's a really wonderful, wonderful place to work. And the people behind it are incredible. Well, a great manager, a great um, person that owns a network or whatever, if they don't want let you be yourself, then they're not doing anything good because the, what makes the show is not only the show is, you know, good to get people to sell the house, but it's you. It's like the way you do it, the way you interact with the people, that is what gets people to keep watching. So Aww, if they don't well, let you, if they don't let you be you, then those those are not good managers anyway. So that's the way, you know, it has to be. If you know, let you do you and and then, you know, make a couple of tweaks here and there. But they're very yeah, supportive. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well it's interesting. It's a wonderful culture over there. Awesome. Well, I don't know if you saw, but Ryan Reynolds has taken a little bit of sabbatical. He he was on social media and he said that um, he is going to, you know, not, he's been kind of working on films and everything and singing and dancing and all these things that he's been doing. But now he said it's a perfect time for a little sabbatical from movie making. So no movies with Ryan Reynolds coming out after. It's, uh, I guess, like we were talking off the air about how how tired we get or even, you know, this. You know, Ryan Reynolds can even get tired as well. <laughs> well, a Ryan Reynolds could take a sabbatical for five years and he'll still have 10 movie offers. You yeah. know, so it, he can take a sabbatical. It's not going to matter. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't love Ryan Reynolds. Like, who doesn't love him? He's amazing, you know? So, Any, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I agree with uh, with you. I think Ryan Reynolds is great. Uh, yeah, any shows, love him. Any shows that you uh, have been been watching, because I'm sure people want to know, like what shows, you know, Tanya recommends because uh, I, I want to find <laughs> okay, out. I got, a good one. I got a good one and I'm still not through it, but I'm so addicted is Schitt's Creek. Oh, my wife has been watching that. 
Oh, why aren't you watching it? Uh, you know, I started watching a couple of episodes and I haven't really, um, it, I like, I like it, it, but I, I just haven't gone through it. You know, it's interesting because it's the kind of show, and this is true for everybody who, for most people that have watched it, it's so theatrical, okay? And you tell me what you think. Like the first couple of episodes, you're like, oh, I don't know. It's so over the top humor. It looks, it's fake. It's this. And it is. It is that. It, that show, you think, should be on a stage. It's very theatrical, right? Like these actors should be, if you give it time and you give it like four or five episodes, you start, there's a switch that happens. And it just pulls on those heartstrings and it's just, it ends up just winning you over every time. That's why it became, but everybody who's a huge fan of the show, most people I've spoken to felt the same way. And some people just, you know, stopped watching it and, and, but the people that give it a chance, it's yeah. Well, I, I, I will give it a, a chance. It's not that I didn't like it. I do like it. I like Eugene Levy. I, I, I do like the concept of the show. It's very funny. I think I laughed oh. out loud a few times. And any show that can make me laugh out loud is is a good show right off the bat. Um, but similar, you know, I wanted to bring up um, the show Secession. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that on HBO. I haven't seen it. All right. So well, there's been two seasons. You need to go back. They just started the third season on Sunday. And okay. um, so... Secession is one of those, again, that you will need to get through. The first two episodes are tough. Okay. They're tough to get through. But once you get through that, you will love it. I mean, it is, uh, I guess, Brian Cox and everybody that's in it. You got Macaulay Coughlin's brothers in it. Um, and you got other. It's just a great cast. Uh, they are amazing. Uh, Sarah Smoot, I think is her name, Sarah Smoot, the redhead. I can't remember, but she's in it and I love it. I, you know, I haven't watched the first episode yet of the new season, but two seasons, uh, brilliant, brilliant show. It's about a media, so much good stuff out there. It's about a media mogul family that, uh, yeah. So it's, 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 it's all the stuff you want. Like if you were to, you know, fall behind. So that's, that's one. The other show, um, I don't know if you got a chance to see the Ozarks yet. Uh, with, yes, oh, Ozark. Love it. Ozark is is tremendous. It is coming back uh, January twenty first. I love it. I love it. Yeah. My boyfriend does the uh, post production on that show. So, oh, look at that. Yeah. Well, it's his company's um, Arsenal FX, and they do all like the the color correction and all kinds of different things. And he works on that show. So, I'm always like, is it coming back? Is it coming back? So, J- J- Jason <laughs> Bateman and Laura Linney are fantastic in that show. I mean, it's and there's, well, a, you know, Jason Bateman is my is my Hollywood crush. He oh. has been my Hollywood crush for ten years, if not longer. Well, I love Jason Bateman. I will. I t- I just I love. I just think he's so everything. I would I, if and I don't get starstruck, but if I saw Jason Bateman, I might be starstruck. Look at you! Isn't that weird? Isn't that interesting? Do you, do you know, <laughs> I yes, love that, him. that is very interesting because I I still remember Jason Bateman in his first show. It's like it's your move or something like that. On on it was like when he was in his teenage years, he played with the guy from uh, Married with Children. I can't remember, but it's I think it's it's your move is like the first show. And of course, you know, Arrested Development and he was also in he was in the show with Valerie Harper, um, the Harpers. Right? It was at the. Something like well, that. I knew him more as a movie actor because I used to go like I would always watch his movies than his TV series. Yes, but. It's because of him that I started watching Ozark and because anything that, you know, and I just, yeah. And I'm just, he's amazing. He's, he's like this average guy, but not average at all. 
Like, do you no. know what I'm saying? Like, not at all. <laughs> no, he's not. But Laura Linney is fantastic, too. So I would be on the Laura Linney bandwagon. But okay, Jason, right. Jason's that's okay. Fair. I mean, I nothing against <laughs> either one. I, I like both of them. But uh, that's uh, so Jason Bateman, uh, I'm sure. And the movie with um, that he was in where she steals the credit card. Uh, I can't think of the name of it now. Identity Thief. Identity Thief. Oh, did you ever see that? That's with uh, that movie, right? What's that? That's an older movie, right? It is. It's about probably seven years old. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Many, they all run together. Uh, Melissa McCarthy uh, was in it with him. Oh, love her. It, too. That's a great, that's a funny, funny movie. She steals his identity and they just become. Oh, yes, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Yes, I saw that movie. That's great. Yeah, that's a good yeah. movie. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. Now, another show that's coming back, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm is coming back. Yes. One of my favorite, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty. pretty. <laughs> now, were you, were you a Seinfeld fan, or uh, did, were, were you kind of uh, did you like it a lot, or were you just because uh, I want to know? Because I, I I love Seinfeld, and I have a little story about Seinfeld. Well, go ahead, tell. So, feel when free. I was living when I was living in New York. His manager. This is when I was in my twenties. His manager set us up. Was going to set us up with a date. Whoa. But, yeah, I almost got to go on a date with with Seinfeld. Wouldn't that have been interesting? But I had a boyfriend and I'm very, you know, I was I'm committed in my relationships and I said no to Seinfeld. What? I said no to Jerry Seinfeld. What, what is thinking? the deal with you not going what out was with I even thinking? <laughs> I made a bad decision. Who are these people? Why are you turning down? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I said, "Well, I'm in a relationship, and you know." Oh. And so I didn't go. I said no. Oh. And uh, that what a bummer. Well, yeah, I used to know I knew his manager very well at one point. Well, you're too late now. But anyway, he's <laughs> yeah, it's a little late now. Yeah, it's, it's too little, late for me. Too. But Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> debuts uh, season 11 on the 24th. So that's coming up. I love the show. I actually think that Curb is kind of like the R-rated version of Seinfeld. But it is it is so good. La it's Larry David is so brilliant. Good. And I see Larry David around town sometimes. Like, I've seen him at some of the restaurants I've been at. I was at the SoFi Stadium at a football game. He was there. Like, it's so weird seeing somebody like Larry D David. And I, I've seen Eugene Levy around town, too. So weird. Like, <laughs> there's certain actors that you're like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so, no problem, blah, blah, blah. But some of them you just cannot not associate with their character on the show. And I'm sure and, Larry David does not want anybody to just come up to him because he's not that. It's like, you know, he probably is really cool, but he, he portrays. He was on Kimmel um, last week or the week before, and he talked about how Kimmel invited him to dinner. And he's like, why are you inviting me to dinner? And he showed up a week before thinking it was the Monday. And he doesn't write oh, anything yes, down. yes, I did. I read about I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't was, think he's I don't think he's one of those snobby stars. No. I really don't. I think he doesn't. If you walk up to him, like I'm not the kind of person to ever walk up to a celebrity. But, um, I, no, I, I don't. I think he would embrace it in a cute, funny, like making fun of himself way. I don't know. I could be wrong. But no, I, I would agree. I think I think he's but I, I love that show for a lot of reasons. I mean, it, there's lot. such good acting. Uh, mm -hmm. they're funny. Susie is just the funniest. <laughs> there is an episode and we can't say it on the podcast, but what she said, there's an episode where the cook has Tourette's syndrome and he yells out, uh, this is like probably season six, maybe when Larry's opening up a restaurant. And so you got to go back and watch it because Susie Ugh, yells hilarious. curse words and it's just because he, I love Larry's roomie. Yeah. 
What's that? The room too. I love Larry's roommate. Yes. Oh, he's he's JB JB Smooth. JB yes. Smooth. Yes. Look at they, that. The Look episode that. where they bit into the apple and they broke their teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Larry, you got to get in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you I love I, him. He's yeah. my favorite character, aside from Larry, but yes, the two of them are my favorite. And I also love that Richard <clears throat> Lewis comes on and does his thing, and they are just yeah. like, from what Larry says, he says stuff to Richard Lewis, and there's an episode coming, uh, if you watch the, the preview, he actually says that he could say anything to Richard Lewis. He's one of the only friends that he could just, whatever it is, and it doesn't matter. Like, he can, and, and Rich, you know, he talks about, why don't you just die already? I think that was the... <laughs> When are you going to die? Go, they're friends in real life, I'm sure. Right? Yeah, they are. They're, he's one I of think the, all of them probably are. It's one of those shows where they just cast all their friends in it because they were their friends and they can be and they're famous. It's, so it's, it's why not do a show and have the best time of my life? You know, it's kind of like Adam Sandler. He does that with all his people on his show as well. I mean, his yeah. movies, every one, if you notice, you'll always find I mean, Steve Buscemi's in it. You know, all these people are in Adam. Every one of Adam Sandler's movies, you'll always find the same people, like, ah, even, even one of my what favorite a- uh, movies is Wedding Singer. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 what I love about that movie <laughs> is that you, you know, you hear the music from it and automatically it's like, so when we, my wife and I hear a Billy Idol song to this day, we still yell, Billy Idol gets it. I don't know why she doesn't get it because there's a scene <laughs> where they're going, well, you know, he does. He's Glenn only likes possessions and he doesn't whatever. And, and all of a sudden he, he's like, yeah, Billy Idol gets it again, too. Yeah. That's a good one. It's it's so good. And and but if you watch the guy that uh, the limo driver, the one that says they were cones, that guy <laughs> is in every one of his his movies, movies in one way or another. He even played. There was a, a movie where uh, Mr. Deeds was another funny movie with uh Winona Ryder and him and he gets beat up and it's kind of it's 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 funny uh but the, oh, good that's movies. Funny. I, <clears throat> it's I, like that on Schitt's Creek they're all related you know yeah so if you knew that. yeah the, it's um and he's doing commercials now Eugene Levy they're they're doing the Verizon commercials aren't they um I saw him yeah. and his daughter yeah. the woman who plays the waitress in the tv show they're they don't play daughter and father and daughter in this in Schitt's Creek but they are father and daughter yeah. And don't they and do then, that, uh, the commercial for, um, they say, well, yeah, buying Verizon, a car. Yeah, yeah or uh, buying a car or whatever, too. Yeah. it's. And then uh, his son now has become a huge star. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, Just, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really great. Great stuff. And one show that's coming back, I don't know if you remember it, but L.A. Law. Corbin Bernstein is signed oh, on. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. Yeah, Corbin Bernstein is signed on um, as well as uh, they've got uh, two characters I think have already signed on. But, they, yeah, they've, they're they on board for the L.A. Law sequel at ABC. He's going to join Blair Underwood, uh, who is coming I back. I want to get back to acting. Yeah, there you go. You could be on the – you know, you had I your do. movie. I want to get back. Yeah, I want to act so bad. You know, my I did one horror movie with yes. Corey Feldman. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I did. I did see that. I, 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 You're making me I, want to get back into doing TV. I want to do it, too. So tell you what, I, I, I want to I, I'll write one and then we can kind of. Let's just, yeah, we'll put all our friends in it. Yeah, that, that's the only way to do it, right? You got to get all. The only way to do it. Yeah. Sorry, we're not cutting her out. She's part of the group. Not, yeah, exactly. We're not, cut, we're not cutting her out. So uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you are, you know, being in California, mm-hmm. you, you had issues now because I know there's a drought again. And Governor Newsom has called something with uh, less water. So is this affecting you at all with the water? Well, I mean, we have um, 
our landscaping in our house is sort of that desert type landscaping. So we don't really use a lot of water to begin with. Um, I mean, we do, but not really. And, and, but that helps a lot. It helps a lot when you don't really have a lot to water. So the way, so that that's, yeah. So I don't know. I'm not feeling it so much um, because of the way that our house is landscaped. So that's made a huge, a huge difference. Well, good. But, yeah. I, I wouldn't like, you know, droughts are no fun. Uh, no, they're no fun. Well, it's bad. So I always tell this to people too. And this is something like, like when you're throwing away water bottles, always, always, always empty them out. Yes. Empty the water bottles, put it down the sink, in a plant, on the floor, whatever. But don't trap water in a plastic bottle ever. Because they say like so many gallons of water gets trapped in water bottles and then it's gone forever because it's just trapped. So that's something that, you know, I like to kind of talk about for a second. Well, <laughs> But a lot of people don't realize. No, I, I throw away the water bottles full of water. No, I, I, and I have done that. I think I have done. You know, here's a perfect. So I do um, high school football games on the weekend on Fridays, and we get you know water bottles in the press box, and sometimes you don't finish it, and there's like half a bottle, and you like you know, just throw it back. And like, yeah, I've done it. So I, I will stop. Yes. Think about me when you do yes. that. It's true. And I, I used to do it too. I never, ever, no matter how much more energy, more time it takes, I do it anyways because I just can't not do that now. Well, Tanya, I could talk to you for hours. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> I know, we always have fun. It, you are you're wonderful. I hope you will do this again. Thank I you. will. I can't I believe you've done it twice. I'm, I'm still shocked uh, that you wanted <laughs> to do this twice. But you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook and now uh, at Lens Burning Bush. But now the podcasts are available on Facebook, which is kind of interesting. They, oh, I they, love yeah, that. Yeah, you can actually go to Facebook and there's Lens Burning Bush podcast and you can actually um, download it there, I think is. I so you'll be, you can do that. Yeah, it, just, awesome. it just happened uh, this week, I think. So I face one question for you. Can I ask you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What does what inspired the name Lens Burning Bush? Okay. Because that can be taken in many different ways. That is correct. And that's why when you ask Alexa to play it, you want to say Lens Burning Bush podcast. So here's, I was a, a friend of ours. We were sitting, we were in the living room about two years ago and we were talking and I, and he was talking about surveys and I hate surveys. And I was just bitching and moaning saying that if companies wanted to do, uh, wanted you to, you know, they would just do better. Like that's the way I, I just don't like having to fill out a survey so that they did better. Right. They should just do their job. If they do their yeah. job, I'm good. Right. So my the friend just basically said, Hey, um, you know, you should have a podcast lens burning bush. He would just, he just came up with it. That said, name. Yeah. Just lens burning bush, meaning something that's irritating me. It's just burning my bush. So it's kind of a, uh, oh, because when you first when you first reached out to have me on your show, I was like, "What is like? Is it is this X rated podcast?" Oh is God, it? Like, yeah. <laughs> F far from I didn't it. Know I take yeah. it, Lynn. I'm just being uh, honest. No, I know. And, and I'm that... like, "What does that mean?" Okay, well, let me just do a pre interview with him and find out what we're talking about. <laughs> exactly, but it's just things that irritate me, grind my gears, kind of. But lens burning. Now, now people will also think it's kind of religious overtones because of right, the Moses logo, right? The, the yes, whole thing yes. with that. So it was confusing for me a little bit, but well, now I got, well, I hope you understand it. Well, you know, well, I do. I don't think anybody really does, but we've got 80 <laughs> episodes of this. Uh, I can't believe it. 80 episodes. You can follow at lens burning bush on Twitter. Uh, YouTube channel uh, is under Len Harvey. These episodes do appear on YouTube, but just the audio. 
um, is on YouTube, so you can you can look at it there as well. As you can mention, you can ask Alexa. We're on Pandora, all of these places. There's countries. I, there are some listeners in Canada. Think thanks to you probably um, that we've got some listeners in Canada that are that are listening. And uh, you know, I just I really appreciate you doing this. It's so wonderful. Oh, you are well, wonderful. You. You, are more, you know, it's it, it's it's great. We can keep doing this all day. But th- yeah, I love it. Yeah, but thank you, Tanya Mammy. I'm Len Harvey. Back thank with another you. episode of Len's so- Burning Bush next week. So long.